0: As we move now to our sermon, I don't want to forget that we have another guest here this morning, part of our missionary staff as a church. Miss Ginger Boyd is here from Cameroon. If you would stand, would you? There she is. You've been reading about her, and you heard about us. Did you come home just for the conference? Unfortunately, no. My father is not doing very well, oh. so I didn't come back. Okay. To All right. We'll pray for him, too. Let's bow together. Father, we thank you that we can actually know some missionaries and what they are doing around the world and that we can be called locally as your ambassadors to involve ourselves in the ministry of the Gideons and in various local church ministries and opportunities. I pray that you will continue to rise up among us an increasing interest and involvement in the work of the Church of Jesus Christ, and that we will not be too preoccupied or distracted to answer the call to make disciples of all nations. We thank you that you have raised up so many within our congregation to serve you in different parts of the world. We thank you for bringing the Hines back just recently and for their service overseas. We thank you for Ginger Boyd and pray that you would help her father to be sustained in these days of weakening health, and and thank you that she can be here with him. We, we praise you for her work in Cameroon and for your safe protection of her as that country has grown so much more dangerous. We thank you, too, for the Gideons, for Fred Crosley and others who serve locally and who are a part of that ministry, touching the lives through your word of many people. And now for Satoshi Kawachi as he comes. May you bless him and his work in Quebec. And may you use him even among us now to share your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning.
1: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me this morning. And uh, I'm sorry, my wife, Carrie, has been sick since the uh, last like, few days. So she wanted to come, but uh, she couldn't make it. So she said hi and thank you for your prayers and support. And uh, uh, Susan and Sophie, our daughters, uh, they are now in seniors, and um, they are kind of overwhelmed by the project and assignments, so again, they couldn't make it, but we are living in Northern Virginia now, so we'd like to visit this church and worship together uh, before we leave uh, for Quebec, and uh, later this year, uh, hopefully uh, September or so. And uh, I need to say thank you for your support and prayers, and uh, it's been a great uh Partnership and for the Basement Kingdom in Quebec. And also, as uh, Kevin said, uh, we, we were together when we served in West Africa. So it's so meaningful. It's so, it means a lot to us, to me personally, to visit this church and worship and say thank you in person this way. And uh, first of all, I need to say, I'm sorry I brought the cold weather from Quebec. So, so. <laughs> And secondly, I apologize my... Uh, um, I need to warn you that uh, uh, since I've been a pastor of the French-speaking church, so my English has been messed up, so you're going to have a hard time understanding my English this morning. And uh, the funny thing is you're going to hear the uh, not only Japanese accent, but some French accent. So it's kind of weird, but uh, it's kind of a very confusing morning, morning for all, many of you. But uh, bear with me. But God has a good sense of humor. Uh Today's message is from Isaiah chapter 55, verses 6 through 13. Isaiah 55, 6 through 13. Seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. This is the word of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Speak to us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the 1960s, the Quiet Revolution swept through Quebec's political, religious, and social landscapes. It was technically a nonviolent movement which sought freedom from moral, social, spiritual bondage imposed by religious and political authorities at that time. It was a cry of the soul to be saved. Although the social condition of the people in Quebec has improved in many aspects, Until now, according to a documentary film from 2014, Le Renaufrage, The Fortunate Shipwreck, some of them are starting to search for salvation in their Christian roots. In other words, the revolution was not able to offer real salvation to the people of Quebec. In fact, today's passage talks about true salvation that God offers. Therefore, let's study the Word of God this morning. First, let's learn how we can receive true salvation. Uh, secondly, let's analyze how we can be reassured. And finally, let's, let's take a look at how we can rejoice over it. Let's start by learning how we can receive true salvation. Let's read Isaiah 55, verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way, and unrighteous man his thoughts. Here is a description of the sinful practices of the Israelites in the time of Isaiah. Note also their actions were well premeditated, recognizing their consequences. In other words, they no longer acknowledge the presence of the Lord to whom they were accountable for their actions. As we read in Isaiah 1, four, They have forsaken the Lord. They have despised the Holy One of Israel. They are utterly estranged. In a sense, they have become practicing atheists, as in the case of a majority of the people in Quebec, After the Quiet Revolution, they would likely agree with the four in Psalm 141, who states, there is no God. Interestingly enough, one of the songs sung by well-known Quebecois musicians Claude Dubois and Celine Dion is entitled "Do You Exist?" If God exists, if there is no one to whom we are accountable for actions, we would become masters of the universe. As a result. We try to live as we wish. In fact, such a tendency is not only unique to Quebec, but also around the world. Consequently, many people think that they no longer need salvation, believing that they can save themselves from any bondage. Now, let's look at the results of their efforts in the case of the Israelites, they became prisoners of their sins, as if they were living in the darkness, as we read in Isaiah 49.9. Saying to the prisoners, come out. To those who are in darkness, appear. In the case of French Canadians, in spite of some improvements in recent years, Quebec is known for their high abortion rates, High divorce rates, high suicide rates in men, and high-risk drinking practices. Although many French Canadians might have thought that they were capable of saving them- themselves from any bondage, in reality, like many of us, they have become slaves of alcohol, a pleasure, and or personal success over family. As Jesus points out in John 8.34, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. That's why now some have started seeking salvation in their Catholic roots as the film Le Rue Naufrage testifies. However, the Catholic practice of the indulgences would never be able to offer true salvation. In fact, Since such a practice has been observed until as recently as the 1960s, it will always lead French Canadians to despair, as in the case of Martin Luther, the 16th century monk who started the Reformation after identifying the Catholic Church's misuse and abuse of the false doctrine of the indulgences. Faced with such impossibility, Isaiah invites the Israelites to a true salvation as we read Isaiah 55, verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. However, why is he able to invite them to such salvation? It's because the Lord will surely take care of their sins in order to offer true salvation or perfect forgiveness of their sins as we read in Isaiah 55, verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way and unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. If such complete forgiveness of sins were not possible, Isaiah would have never invited them to return to the Lord in order to receive it. Now, how can God take care of their sins? It's by sending Jesus, his only begotten Son, in order to have him pay the price of the sins of his people by his death on the cross, as we read in Mark 10:45. "For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life, to give his life as a ransom for many." In other words, since the forgiveness of sins are, is currently made possible by Jesus. Those who believe in Him will be saved from their sins, as we read in Romans 10:13, "For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved." That's why Isaiah invites the Israelites and all of us to return to the Lord and call on His name in order to be saved." As we read in verse 6, "Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon him. Why? He is near. Therefore, let's return to the Lord Jesus who invites us to true salvation from our sins. Let's accept this invitation by believing in him who has already taken care of our sins by his death on the cross to pay the price by suffering from from the judgment and the punishment that we ourselves deserved. In this way, we can be truly saved from our sins. In this way, we can always enjoy a life forgiven and freed from the bondage of our sins. Since Jesus saves all who call upon his name by faith, we can always enjoy true salvation by believing in him as Savior from our sins. Secondly, Let's analyze how we can be reassured of true salvation. When Samaria, the capital of Israel's northern kingdom, fell by the Assyrians in 723 BC, the Israelites were supposed to witness the consequence of their sins, as we read in Isaiah 28, verse 1. Uh, The proud crown of the drunkards of Ephraim, and the fading flower of its glorious beauty. Furthermore, the people in Judah had to also learn the consequence of their own sins, which would one day be realized, like the fall of Jerusalem and the Babylonian exile, as we read in Isaiah 5, verse 13. Therefore, my people go into exile for lack of knowledge. Their honored men go hungry, and their multitude is parched with thirst. Therefore, although some Israelites find the invitation to a true salvation authentic, faced with judgment as a consequence of their sins, it's possible that some of them might have doubted if they could really enjoy a life truly forgiven, freed from bondage. That's why Israel often wondered if God could really forgive them faced with their tendency to repeat their sins. As we read in Psalm 85.5, will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? It is also the question that Apostle Paul posed during his constant battle against sin. As we read in Romans chapter 7, verses 21-24. So I find it to be a law we can never understand perfectly how God can again and again forgive us about past sins, current sins, and future sins. However, everything is possible for the Lord as we read in Mark 10, 26, 27. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man, it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. That's why he reminds the Israelites that his way of taking care of their sins is different from the way that they think. As we read in verse 8, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. In fact, The religious leaders and biblical scholars of Jesus' day were so ignorant of his way that they rejected Jesus and had him executed on the cross as a criminal. As we read in Matthew 21, verses 42. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. However, all who believe in him can trust in his power, in his method revealed, revealed in the word of God, although they might not understand 100% how. For example, as soon as Adam and Eve failed in the Garden of Eden, the Lord already announced that he would take care of their sins by the descendant of Eve, who would destroy Satan and his work, while he himself would suffer temporarily from Satan's attack, as we read in Genesis 3.15. I will put enmity between you, the serpent, and this woman, between your offspring and your offspring, her, her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise there his heel. In fact, this word of God has exactly accomplished on the cross 2,000 years ago. That's why the Lord reassures the Israelites and asks also how much we can trust in his word and in his promises as we read in verse 11. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the things for which I sent it. If that's the case, how can we be reassured in order to enjoy a life forgiven and free from the bondage of our past sins, current sins, and the future sins? Let's read in Hebrews 9.26. For then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world, but as it is, as it is, he has appeared once and for all at the end of the ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. In other words, since Jesus offered himself as the Lamb of God, a perfect sacrifice for our sins once and for all. On the cross, those who believe in him Will enjoy forever a life forgiven and free from the bondage, as we read in John 3:18. Whoever believes in him will not condemn. You see, this is the word of God and his promise for those who believe in him. Therefore, let's believe in God, for whom everything is possible. As created beings, let's acknowledge. Acknowledge his profound wisdom, his wonderful power, and his vast love towards us by humbly acknowledging, recognizing our incapacity to 100% understand how and why he saves us. Let's trust in his method revealed in the word of God by believing in Jesus as the Lamb of God who already took care of our past sins, present sins, and future sins once and for all. In this way, we can always be reassured by true salvation. In this way, we can enjoy a life forgiven and freed from the bondage of our past sins, current sins, and future sins. Since Jesus saves all who call upon his name by faith, we can always enjoy true salvation by trusting in the word of God, and in his promises. Finally, let's look at how we can rejoice in true salvation. Let's read in Isaiah 55, verse 12. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. This is a description of of the joyful return of the Israelites from exile, which was realized roughly 110 years later. However, at the time of the return to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem, some of those returnees will be discouraged by what they will see, what they will rebuild, as we read in Ezra 3.12. But many of the priests and Levites and heads of the fathers' houses, or the men who had seen the first house, first temple, wept with a loud voice when they saw the foundation of this house being laid, though many shouted, aloud for joy. This shows that those historical, victorious, and saving events in the Old Testament, such as the Exodus, The conquest of the promised land and David's victories are only a shadow of the salvation that Jesus accomplishes in our life and the universe. That's why Isaiah describes such salvation with the language of joy and celebration, as we read in verse 12 For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills before you shall break forth into singing, all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. In fact, joy is what salvation brings to our lives. The celebration is a natural uh, our natural response to salvation. However, for many, the Christian life oftentimes becomes routine as we check off our to-do list. During a time in Quebec, our parishioners sometimes shared with me how exhausting it had been to offset their sins with good works in order to receive indulgences when they had been practicing Catholicism. According to them, it was a life without joy. In fact, I myself lived such a life when I was trying to obtain God's favor with my many religious activities, such as mechanically attending worship service, reading the Bible, Shine the gospel on praying. However, with regard to this salvation, it is a matter of joy as we read in 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls if that's the case why do we underestimate salvation it is because we do not really experience the power of the gospel as we read in Romans 1:16 for i am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of the god for salvation to everyone who believes to the jew first and also to the greek it is also it is because we don't dare experience its real power which renews us, as we read in 2 Corinthians 5:17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. In other words, if we unite ourselves to Jesus by faith, we always live with him, who transforms. As we're reading Galatians 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In this way, our taste changes, our behavior changes, and our interest changes. As a result, our life will be filled with joy and hope in spite of failures. In fact, that's not all. In this way, we become a part of the renewal of the universe which was made possible by Jesus as we read in Romans 8, verses 19 and 21. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that creation itself will be set free from its bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. That's why Isaiah talks about the celebration and the renewal of the universe when the salvation is completely realized. As we read in Isaiah 55, verses 12 and 13, For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorns shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the marrow. It shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. In other words, the more we proclaim the gospel, the more the life of those who believe in Jesus will be transformed. The more we experience such transformation, the more we enjoy a true salvation, the more we proclaim the gospel in the world, the more the nations and all the universe will celebrate this salvation and its Savior who rules over the universe. As we read in Psalm 67, verse 4, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. During the time in Quebec, we were able to witness this cycle of blessings by the gospel. As a missionary preacher, I have given the highest priority to preaching the gospel. All the sermons I preached were centered on the crucified Christ, that is, gospel. Furthermore, as I preached the gospel the past few years, Roughly 15 Christian musicians joined our church. Some of those are musical uh, music teachers, and a couple are internationally known professional musicians. Therefore, at a Sunday, wo- Sunday morning worship service, we were always privileged to foretaste the eternal celebration of salvation by listening to a Christ-centered message, by calling upon his name, by uniting ourselves to him by faith, by experiencing the forgiveness of our sins, by being renewed and transformed into his image, and finally, by glorifying his name with exceptional and joyful praise music. To further elaborate, here's an email message from a member of our church that I received after one of our special Sunday worship services during a time in Quebec. Quote, Oui, dimanche, c'était une célébration très spéciale. Yes, last Sunday, it was a very special worship service. À un moment, je me suis dit, ça goûte le ciel, ça doit certainement être comme ça au ciel, et peut-être même plus beau encore, avec tous les éveilleurs chants, les anges, les divers instruments de musique et l'harmonie parfaite qui règne. Ah, ça donne le goût d'y aller à tout bébé. Dieu nous fait goûter des petits bouts du ciel sur la terre. At one moment, I said to myself, this is a taste of heaven. It will definitely be like this in heaven. No, no, probably more beautiful with all the wonderful singing, the angels, all kinds of musical instruments, and the perfect chorus that will fill the heavens. Ah, this gives us an urge to go there. Don't you agree? God allows us to taste little bits of heaven on earth, Therefore, let's experience for ourselves the transforming power of the gospel by believing that we have been crucified with Christ on the cross. Let's experience for ourselves the joy that the freed, forgiven, transformed, renewed life can bring to us. Let's proclaim the gospel in the world by us going out, and by sending missionaries, as we read in Romans 10, verses 14 and 15. How then will they call on him, Call on him in whom they have not believed? How are they to believe in him, of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? How are they to preach, unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of the of those who preach the good news. In this way, the lives of those who hear the gospel will be forgiven, transformed, and renewed. In this way, they will enjoy true salvation. In this way, the entire world will celebrate this salvation by glorifying the Lord, as we read in verse 13, which is well rendered in the New Living Bible. Where once there were thorns, Cypress trees will grow. Where nettles grew, mottles will sprout up. These events will bring great honor to the Lord's name. There will be an everlasting sign of his power and love. Since Jesus saves all who call upon his name by faith, we can always rejoice over true salvation with those whose lives were renewed and transformed by the power of the gospel in the world. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word this morning. May the nations rejoice by the preaching of your word. In Jesus' name, we pray.